Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Tapping Into Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Anthony Smith, along with my wonderful co-host, Ms. Glenda Jones. Hey, Glenda, how are you doing today? I'm well. One week, I want you to say, I'm your co-host, Anthony Smith. And I want you to say, and I, and then I want to say, and I'm your co-host, Glenda Jones. Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to Tapping Into Spirit. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith. And I'm your co-host, Glenda Jones. Thank you for joining us today as we delve into another topic of conversation related to spirit and Yay. how spirit impacts us. Um, how things been going for you? Good. Things yeah. are going good. Getting adjusted more to um, my, it's not normal yet, but the new, the path to the new normal, mm -hmm. whatever that's going to be. I'm walking it. Yeah. 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 Good. What about you? Yeah, pretty good. This is a week that I think we really need some spiritual healing and upliftment. There's a, there's a lot of turmoil and angst in the world. And we just had this um, plan rally for the past four days up, up at the White House. And um, so many people are, that I've been talking to are really, really impacted by it. A lot of people have been coming into my office talking about how their mood has been impacted by the things that they've been observing, um, the lies and the gaslighting that's been happening with this administration. Um, the, the rampant disregard for life. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, stress and pressure with the athletes doing their strike and, um, you know, yet another person being shot uh, this past week. And so people have been coming in and talking about that and feeling just out of sorts. It's, it's wearing on the souls and the spirits of so many people. So. I think it's quite timely that we have we brought back our guests from last week to talk more about healing and um, other aspects of healing that we didn't get to last week. It was a wonderful, wonderful conversation, and we got some really good feedback uh, from folks about uh, the things we talked about last week with uh, tapping into, you know, our ancestors and being able to. Um, get messages from spirit and, and, and that nature. Uh, but today we're going to um, continue the conversation and talk about other aspects of healing, which can help people who are in these moods that this environment brings about. 
Um, and I don't know if either of you have felt some of the energy that's been going on this week as well. Um, has that been the case? Well, hello, everybody. I definitely have um, from clients. I got a text message this morning from one of my clients who had a crazy dream. I had a crazy dream, and then I have a friend who interprets dreams. So I text her, I'm like, okay, is it us? Or is craziness abound? And she said the same thing, so it's in the, the air. But um, in talking about all the things, the social unrest, I am a mother of a black son. Mm. I have two daughters, but specifically for my son, I find myself checking in on him more to see how emotionally he is doing. He had a friend who, right now it's reported, um, committed suicide mm. um, within the last week, along with you know all the other things that happened. You know, we started off the year with um, you know Kobe, and then you know some of the rappers, all that kind of stuff. So like really checking in and making sure our children are have like they're handling it because we're having enough of a hard time we know that they are and one of the things that i am happy about is that i taught everything i know i taught my children how to do Great. so that when these things come up we can breathe we can practice reiki we can listen to the sound healing to kind of find a way to bring some balance back to us because these are crazy times and it's emotionally it's a struggle you know yeah so, I, I got a message from uh, my sister-in-law that she is having have a nephew who is uh, third he's 14. wow mm -hmm. not to say 13 but he's having some challenges they i don't know what the conversation was but um she had a I posted something about having a conversation that was challenging and it was it was you know it hurt to hear your children dealing with what they're dealing with and they aren't equipped we aren't even equipped to deal with it oh. and so there and then um my grandson um having in some emotional challenges there's so many things you are they already deal with but like now he's really going through a lot and um wanted to not want you know wanted to not live wanting to commit suicide and um yeah, escape currently from, from like right now he's yeah. being treated mm -hmm. you know so it's it's a lot it's a lot mm -hmm. yeah i should take a step back i realize a bit of housekeeping we just jump right back in because we're so comfortable with you and um it as an extension of what we were already talking about last week but there may be people who are tuning in for the first time and so our guest today miss daphne wright gillstrap who is the owner and practitioner of mid-atlantic wellness center um and you'll talk more a little, little more about what you do in your wellness center we'll, we'll get into some of that but um so let me give you your proper introduction and say welcome back again <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's great to be back. I appreciate the invitation. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Um, so one of the things I was particularly interested in um, hearing more about was your work with uh, crystal therapy and how you got into that 
and what that work looks like in terms of um, how you go about doing it and what it's useful for. Why would somebody seek that type of treatment out? Um, I think I've always been attracted to crystals. Mm -hmm. So as I started to learn different healing modalities, I went back to learn how to use them properly because they're a great way to open energy and also use the healing energy or the just period, the energy and how it resonates with our own body energy centers. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to help and train your energy to the energy that's coming from that for healing. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't interested. Um, I know they have, lots of metaphysical um, value and people talk about that more, but I really wanted to come from a logical base of like, how does this really work? So to understand how the earth is made up of mostly quartz, but a lot of crystals are formed based on the minerals that are around as the lava is moving around and the, you know, the plates are colliding and all that kind of stuff. They come from the earth and based on how they form, they resonate with the body. So, and they resonate at a frequency that like goes from the base of your chakra all the way up. So that's why hopefully people use them. They know that they work with different energy centers within the body. So if you and your energy are off, you can use the crystal and entrain your energy into the crystal. And that's what their properties are for. So when we talk about crystals, we talk about the different forms they come in. Um, again, how they're used. Some people use them in sacred spaces. They've been used since like Egyptian times. Supposedly the pyramids had crystals in the points. Mm. Um, I think they've weathered and they're not there anymore. But uh, Cleopatra used to like to use lapis and crush it up and use it as makeup. And supposedly she was a fan of um, emeralds. And then you talk about in the Bible where the tribes of Israel were represented, each one by a different crystal. So they've been used since the beginning of time. Um, and fast forward, they're finding, I think, more like they're getting back into mainstream. I think they're calling it biophysics now as they study it. I, I went to uh, one of the universities around here and they were talking about sound healing and they were talking more about crystals and the sound healing from the crystal bowls um, in physical healing. So it's becoming more popular for opening and balancing energy, creating your sacred space for whatever that space is used for. Because when we talk about sacred space, people think of it, oh, I've got a beautiful mantle and it has some crystals up there. And it's like, no, really think about what you want to use the space for. Somebody's sacred space for if they're in palliative or you know, in their hospice care is different than somebody who needs a sacred space if they're dealing with a chronic Ill illness or just one where you want to go meditate and you want to be reminded when you go into that space, you know, that this, you kind of want to strip everything down, all the stress down and be in a place of, you know, balance and wellness. So um, crystals also on the body, again, help me when I'm doing work, open up that energy, but also tap into what is exactly wrong with the person that I can give them feedback on. Mm -hmm. okay. It's interesting. I had a client today who 
um, asked me a question about, she just randomly asked if I had any suggestions about any crystals for her. Oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, suggestions for crystals? I said, for something in particular? And she said her womb health. And for her womb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so immediately, rose quartz and amethyst came to my awareness from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's something I would need to do more research. Can you speak on any crystals that you think um, may be beneficial for that? For that part of the body. Oh, I'd have to look that up. I mean, there are about 4,000 different types of crystals, but two that you picked are really great crystals. So amethyst is for healing. It's like one of the main ones. It's for tapping into intuition, focus, tapping into your higher power, but people really use it for healing. It's like a go-to one. Mm -hmm. And then rose quartz is excellent because that's like the new age heart chakra related crystal. So if you're working on self-love, um, love of self, love just period, that's a great one to have. As opposed to like green is lucky, that's a venturine usually, yeah. but you use that for also um, lucky and for money and for grieving. So those two are excellent. I would suggest if you know, you've shared that with her also using a clear quartz crystal because clear quartz amplifies the others that are around it. I found out accidentally as a reminder because I had a crystal in my bag and I think I had a battery. And I put my, so like people don't realize just how powerful crystals are and they transmute energy, right? I put my hand, out. I don't know how that bag didn't like really catch fire because the battery and the energy, you know, like crystals are a battery too. Yes, they are. And, it got quite hot in my pocket, but again, it it amplifies the energy around it. That's what quartzes do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, how do you prescribe? I guess like she she just gave a practical example, but going back a bit, how do you get to the process where you will prescribe um, crystals for somebody for something, and what does that look like? What do they do with the crystal when, when that prescription is made? So when you're working with somebody, you're working usually, especially with Reiki, you're working on their chakras. And the chakras are based, as you know, of the various colors. So one of the great ways to pick a crystal is if you don't know anything about it, you can kind of stay in the color hue of the crystal and know that that will work on that energy. So if I have a client who's having problems with like um, moving forward in their solar plexus, I'll probably go to uh, citrine because that's yellow and that crystal is for happiness. Sometimes I'm attracted to, and this comes from being intuitive, to a different crystal. So I pick them either because I use them as part of the main chakras or like I know that they might have it or sometimes intuitively it's like I think this one will work for it because it tweaks more towards what they are, you know, trying to work on. So, um, you know, but I try to be, especially during COVID, I try to work with the crystals that they might have. And then, you know, every once in a while, if I'm doing a crystal grid for them, I'm going to use the crystals that I know that I've been drawn to. And intuitively being attracted to a crystal 
is probably the most, not probably, it's definitely the most powerful way to work with a crystal for somebody. Then if you don't intuitively get drawn to it, then you can look it up by its attributes. You know, I'm, I want to focus on something. I want to open up my psychic ability. Then I will look up in a book what crystals are good for that. You know, and sometimes you're just drawn to a crystal for no reason. It's not in the book, but for some reason it's going to work. And so I allow, you know, parameters for that too, for working with my clients. Um, as an example, my daughter, when I was really in the crystals, I had come down to Atlanta. She was living down there and she never knew anything about crystals. So we went into a store and all of a sudden I hear, you know, I'd like a crystal or two. And I'm like, okay. And she was attracted to crystals I would have never noticed on the shelf. I mean, never. And then as she was picking them up and I looked them up, they were what she needed. They were specifically. So again, that intuition, that draw factor, that's a lot of times how I use it for my clients. So as I'm going through a session, if I feel that there's a pull towards this one, I'll make notes on them. I'll probably look it up just to make sure why am I intuitively looking and seeing that this crystal's for her or him, and then give them as a, a prescription to use in their mojo bag or wherever they want to put it. I've seen that work. Um, recently, one of my godsons turned 13, mm -hmm. and I was led to give him a crystal. And I reached into my bowl of crystals and pulled out a crystal. And then I was like, I'm going to pull out another one. And I ended up pulling out the same exact crystal. So I knew for sure that was the crystal for him. And then I just researched, like, tried to, to, to put that crystal, the properties, and it was exactly what he needed for him. And he was so excited about it. But I've seen that whole intuition. And uh, even where I've seen someone pick up a crystal and it be really warm to them and they have to drop it or the energy from it, the vibration from it was overwhelming and they would have to, to put the crystal down. Yeah. One of the neat things for people as they're moving into using crystals for them to know is like, what is, how to use it? Like, do I want to have a Druze? And a Druze is a crystal has a lot of little teeny crystal points in it. And if you're using it, say in a crystal grid, you're going to like share the energy in multiple ways. You can't control how it's going in a space. Or do I want to have a cluster and cluster has like a few big points and it'll shoot the energy in different spaces in the room. Again, good for a small space can't be controlled where then you move to a point a crystal point where you can direct that energy towards the area so a lot of times they're used in connecting crystals on a grid or connecting crystals on the body as you're using it um, you can control it or then you have a double terminated crystal where you can share the energy between both ends of the point so i can i've had clients where they're having problems between speaking their truth and their heart chakra. Then maybe they're grieving. So I'll use a double terminated crystal in between because I want to share energy between the two and clear that out. So, you know, or a wand. So I'm directing energy using the wand. Some people that would be a massage therapist, which I'm not, they can use the wand to, you know, touch certain points on the body to help again, opening up that, you know, that point. So, um, 
knowing that and knowing if you are attracted to a rough crystal, sometimes I'm attracted to a rough cut one, like rose quartz. That's one of my big ones. I like rough cut ones as opposed to one that's tumbled where the edges are taken off. It's easy to carry them on you, but for some reason, you know, it might not resonate with you as much as the one that's not as pretty and not as smoothed up because again, the energy is coming out of it better because it hasn't been taken off the edges. So um, knowing what you're looking for is something that we talk about like when we teach crystal therapy. That's good information, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then um, definitely helping clients move into like what is your basic kit what are the basic crystals that you want and a lot of times you want to say okay if you're going to have you know let's start out with a seven go with the seven main ones that you would use for chakras you know so like red jasper mm -hmm. for your root chakra and then having a carnelian carnelian is great because it works for not only that sacral but it's also good for like your business situation a lot of the times when i have business things i'll be directed to hold on to my carnelian um then you have the citrine for yellow and then for the heart that's where you get the the double play you get either like the green aventurine or you get the rose quartz and um blue lace agate is the one that normally is for the throat chakra but lately, like, I have been so drawn to, um, what is the, the blue one? Like, um, different ones, aquamarine or angelite or turquoise. Turquoise has been my big one lately, depending on, like, I can tell the client what I'm picking up. So sometimes I hear that somebody's deceiving them. They need one crystal. Or sometimes their truth is not coming out. They're not owning their own truth. And so you use a different crystal for that. And then you go to a light, so that would be a light blue. Then you'd have a dark blue, like the lapis. And then depending on the charts, either you have amethyst for your crown chakra and then clear for your soul star, or sometimes they use clear for the crown chakra too. So it depends on the chart you see. But that's like the best basic kit. Some people, you know, they come up and they're like, well, I need something for protection. So they always hear about the black tourmaline as protection. I'm like, well, we do understand this isn't like stopping bullets or anything around the house. Like, we're not looking at that, <laughs> you know, like, like, let's get it right. Um, so they'll use that to help, like, for psychic protection. Or they'll use selenite, which is an, a beautiful, soft crystal that charges the other crystals. It's like the only crystal that charges others. But again, it cleans the energy of the body. It cleans the energy of the room. And then you see people using the Himalayan salts. So those are all great starter crystals, depending on what it is that they want to use it for. Okay. So when they get these crystals, you mentioned back a minute ago, crystal grid. Mm -hmm. So can you explain how the crystal grid is used and um, just break that down a little more? Sure, you can use a crystal grid to again manifest something. So say you wanna attract money, you wanna attract love, you wanna attract healing. People will use a grid on top of like sacred, sacred geometry or they'll 
create their own pattern. They'll connect the crystals energetically. Sometimes they put a pyramid in the middle of it, um, again, because you're sending the manifestation up. Sometimes they put a, a crystal elixir in the middle. So you can put like a little flask where, like you talked about, rose quartz and amethyst and clear quartz. You put that. I'm not a proponent for putting crystals in water. That's just never been my thing. But this is like a little bag where you can either, or a, a pouch in the glass where you put the water in, the crystals go in it, and then the energy surrounds it. And you can drink the water as part of your healing or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so they use it again for manifestation. And you can either draw energy to yourself, say I'm trying to attract love, or I can send energy out to the world. So if I want to send love and healing to the situation that's going on now, I position the crystals in a way where I can send the energy out. So that's how you use a crystal grid. And, and that would be a, a wooden, it's like a wooden thing with different... Some people use wooden forms, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like the best one to use. Some people use a pattern on a piece of paper. Some just use the table like they might use a wooden table or just on top of a table it's wherever or whatever you want to use but wood is usually considered again the best base for you to put it on but it doesn't have to be that perfect pattern it's more the intent of what you want to do with your crystal grid than it is and i think that's with any of these modalities it's like you don't have to be perfect it's what you intend for it to be. Yeah. So um, the, the one thing about the crystal grid is that you need to put it in a space where it won't be disturbed. If it's been disturbed, you need to recreate the energy of the crystals. Again, um, you're, you're methodically with intention, say taking another crystal with a point, and you're almost sketching and drawing the energy, connecting it from one crystal to another. Again, setting the intention of what it is you're trying to manifest. But if you have like a cat in a house or something where it will get jostled, you have to remember to go back and recharge the, the grid. Okay. So speaking about recharging, one of the, one of the questions I was going to ask yeah, is too. about um, um, charging crystals. We hear about um, ways to clean crystals. Well, like when you first get your crystals, right? you should clean them so that any energy that was on them prior to you getting them, from wherever you bought them from, you want to put your own energy into them. Um, so there's that, but then there's also how to recharge them or charge them, like when we talk about full moon. Right. Uh, so can you speak uh, to that? Yes. So when you get a crystal, not only are you supposed to charge them, clean them of the energy, but you're also supposed to, through meditation, connect to the crystal because you want to be in tune with the crystal so you can pick up like messages from it. So you don't want to use the crystal straight from coming to from the store. I'm not big on like bad mojo being on crystals. I kind of turn away from when I hear somebody say, oh, it's got bad energy. And it's been knocked out of its baseline frequency. 
that's the science way of looking at it. So everything has a baseline frequency and when it's been knocked out, it needs to be recharged. So some of the ways that you recharge it, especially if it's a new one, you um, program it for seven days, supposedly. I will be the first to admit that I usually can't wait because I'm so anxious to use a crystal that that first seven days it doesn't happen. But the ways you can do it is if you have a full moon, you can um, bathe the crystal in the moon, set the intention you want to use it for, and that charges it. Some people put it in the sunlight. You have to be careful what kind of crystal it is because it can wash out the crystal, the color of the crystal. So I'm not as big on using sunlight. New moon is also another one. You can put it in the ground um, like sand or the earth and you can charge it that way. You can give it a bath, you can use sound healing. So a lot of times when you do crystal sound healing, you would put your crystals around it and again, it charges it. You can put it on a selenite base for charging your crystals. Some people put them in a salt bath. So there are a lot of ways to clean your crystal. It really comes down to your preference. When you're desperate, when you need to clean it in between clients, you can breathe on it, you can wash it, you can sing to it. All of those change and recharge the energy of the crystal. you know, cleaning the crystal, you can run them underwater. There are a lot of different techniques of doing it. So again, with everything, it's what resonates most with you. Mm -hmm. Would you take a bath with the crystals? I don't have a problem taking a bath with crystals. I, you know, again, I'm not the one to drink crystals. And like, usually I would say, put the crystals around the tub and not necessarily putting it in the water because again, the, you're creating negative ions when you're in a bath or when you're in a shower and that's negative ions are like being out in the ocean being in the forest being somewhere where it's tranquil so again it's charging the crystals in the way that you want so you're getting the energy from the crystals around your bath as opposed to like if it's a big enough crystal and you're comfortable with it you know you know i'm not that one but you can do it very easily okay um, you mentioned chakras, and can you speak a little bit about, just kind of break down what the chakras are and how they relate to the crystals? You said a little bit about it, but just kind of, just sure. those who don't know. So we have seven main chakras on the body. Um, and they start at the root chakra, which is your tailbone. And that's like a red energy. It's the lowest frequency that there is on your body. So you have um, your, and it's your root chakra. So you feel stable. When I find a client is not stable, when I feel their ankles and they're weak, it's like they're not standing on like true solid footing. There's some fear or something's keeping them from taking that next step. Then you have your sacral, which is bathed in an orange color. And that's for your creativity and your sexuality. That's right below your belly button area and the, the, your private area. And then you have your solar plexus, which is your third chakra, and that's yellow. It's beautiful, bright sun, you know, yellow. 
And that's trusting your instinct to move forward. And we could talk about like there are physical things that come along with all of them, but that's just your basic. And then you have your heart chakra, which again can be that green or that pink. So depending on new age, if you're working on your self-love or if you're grieving, it would be green, or at least that's what I'm attracted to, or you're looking for money, that's green. And then you have your throat chakra, which is a lighter blue. And that is speaking your truth or having someone speak truth to you. Um, when I feel that one of my clients is someone's being deceptive around them and I can tell them, you know, I'm not sure who it is or I might be sure who it is. It's like someone's not speaking truth to you or you're not speaking truth to them or you're not speaking truth to yourself. So it's a lot about communication. And then we have our third eye. So that's focus, clarity, your intuitive self. Some people look at that as, you know, your, your um, ability to be psychic. So a lot of times when you hear people, they're like, I want to work on my third eye because I want to be psychic. So, you know, what crystals can I use to do that? And then you have your crown chakra and that's your connection to divine. And I find it very interesting because right now, a lot of people are, I, I, I say it's connection to divine, but also for me, when I'm feeling a client is having a problem determining what can I really hold on to? What is my truth? What do I not have to worry about? And if they're having problems with that, a lot of times in their crown chakra, they're disconnected. Right? And then you have your soul star and that's like your higher knowing. And then you have the ground star, which is like going into the earth, like really connecting you to the earth and solidness. And again, a lot of times the energy comes from the earth, works its way up to these chakras, and then goes into your soul star. Okay. Good, good. So let's take all this information and uh -huh. put it into a practical sense. We talked about in the opening how this is a really stressful time for people somebody comes to you and they're stressed out and they're frustrated and they're angry job stress strife how are you going to use this process to work with them to help them find peace so what i usually do is um i ask them so they'll come to me and say i want reiki or i want very few no iet um and even more are like, they don't really know what the crystals can do. So when they come and they say, you know, I want Reiki, what I tell them is like, what I'd like to do, if you'll allow me, is to listen to your body and let your body allow me to differentiate for you what it is that you need. So if they're here as a, you know, a client in a session, what I'll do is I'll scan their chakras I'll listen to what their chakras are telling me and then and, and I'll share it with them. It's either I'll talk to them during the session or I'll write things down for afterwards. And then we'll come up with a plan to determine how we, you know, I've balanced them. How are we going to keep these open? So I'll do the, go through the chakras and then I'll listen, you know, as I went through the body, is it emotional? Do I use IET? Is it physical? Then I'll use Reiki. Um, do I need to put crystals on them to keep those centers open because they're being a little bit stubborn? Or do I need to like open them up? They're so like this that I need to use the crystals to help open up the energy so I can listen to it. 
So that's what a session would be. And then we talk afterwards because I'd like to help them develop their own wellness plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've done all this work. How can we keep this open? So do we need to listen to some meditations? Do you need to do some grounding work? I need you to get outside and get your feet in the, in the soil or sitting on a bench or hugging a tree, you know? So we go through and I give them a prescription of how I think that they can, you know, maintain the work that we've done until if we need to come back for another session or if it's something that they can kind of set their own routine and just kind of check in with me every once in a while. That's so interesting. When you say you um, are listening to what their body is telling you, what do you hear? What is it that you're hearing when you say you're listening? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was news, thinking. I'm like, I wonder what is it that you actually hear? Is it with your ears or was it with your spirit? Like, so can you can just kind of explain what that means? You know, I knew this question. The little people on your shoulder. Yeah. I knew this question was going to come up and I was like, I wonder how I do it. So I don't know if it's psychically because mm -hmm. I don't like that term. Right. Um, for me, for me, I just, it's not something I'm comfortable. I don't know if it's that or guides are helping me with it but i hear as i go through i'm able to see base i use a pendulum my son it's funny because he uses his hands and can tell the temperature difference on somebody i can't necessarily do that so everybody has their different way of being able to tell where the energy centers are in balance for me i use a pendulum and then i listen it's like why is this happening and then I can usually draw like a real quick map. Sometimes I hear that their faith is shaking. Um, and again, where it comes from, I cannot tell you that I know. I wish I could because I, I said, they're going to ask me this and, you know, but I get enough information. They're like, yeah, that's true. You know, like I'm having problems. I've had ministers on my table that I've had to like word it very carefully that, Ooh, there's some questioning about your faith and whatnot, you know, and then I, I try to, um, or sometimes again, it's like, I'll get a pain in my ear and it's like, somebody's lying to you. They're telling you something based on what they want you to do, not what you want to do. Or again, I, I get somebody who's having a hard time swallowing and it's like, I feel like you're having a hard time telling your truth like you're not speaking it and you're swallowing it instead of speaking out so there are different sensations that i pick up as i go through the chakras that kind of give me a clue as to what the situation is i can't necessarily say i know exactly what sense That's i'm great. using that, that was i understand that's wonderful. Yeah. And so you use that and make interpretations based on what you're getting. Right. And making sure that lines up with them and what's going because ultimately we're our own right healers. We're our own, we know what's going on in ourselves um, better than anybody else. And I, I think at least practitioners help to bring that out of us. We we all have divinity within us and um, I see 
us as vessels to help people um, tap into their own spirit and, yeah. and, and bring that divinity out. Would that be an accurate way of putting it? I think definitely. I've worked with some therapists with clients that are having a hard time, like really tapping into what the situation is. They're not able to get it out. And one of the things that I would say is your body tells on you. And like when I go through, it's like the bullseye, the bullseye, you know, and I'm able to help them get to a point where they can say, yes, that's how I'm feeling. I can help bring that out and then I can send them back to their therapist, mm -hmm. you know, because there's certain things I can't deal with certain issues because, you know, I'm not trained that way, but I can tell you what I'm picking up and I am willing to speak truth to you about what the sensation is. And I'll ask, you know, like, am I on the right track? Does this resonate with you? Are you feeling this? I have felt women that are in, you know, bad relationships and situations where they're questioning whether they can stay, but they can't say it. You know, they haven't been able to really put words to it. Um, and so, and that's with everything I have felt, you know, usually when I get the third eye is clogged and you don't have focus, then I, I pretty much know by the time I get to the solar plexus, it's going to be out of balance too, because how can you move instinctively on something when your third eye is clogged and you don't have focus and you don't have clarity, you're spinning all over the place. So again, it's, you know, I just always liken it as I'm able to hear, see, feel, whatever, and then put it into words to help the client kind of realize where they are and how they want to proceed. Okay. So do you train and help people to learn how to do this? Yes, I teach Reiki. <clears throat> I'm a master teacher in Reiki. I'm a master teacher in IET, Integrated Energy Therapy. And we haven't talked about it. And I shared, you know, it's a little hard to talk about that one because um, they, you know, you have to be careful about how you talk about that practice. But again, that's more the emotional side of healing. So Reiki, I always look at as more physical. If I have a pain, I, you know, or if I'm out of balance, I use that. With the IET, that's the emotional trauma that we have faced as part of, you know, our journey, our heartaches, our inability to make choices. Some of them align with the chakras, but others are, you know, along the meridians or energy centers on our body. So determining which one, again, I'm able to do that as I'm going through with checking um, with the chakras going through the pendulum. Like if you're second guessing yourself or if, you know, these traumas resonate in our body in different ways. So I'm here to try to help take that away, energize it in a way that it's removed so that you're not second guessing yourself. You're not allowing anger to fester in the size of your body where, you know, they might fester. So that's how I kind of use the different ones, you know, for my practice. I teach all of that. Um, I teach IET, I teach Reiki, I teach crystals. I do sound healing. I don't necessarily teach that one. And I practice meditation and then I give, 
you know, guided meditations. I teach people how to use a labyrinth meditation. I talk to them about setting up their wellness plan. You know, I'm here to help you decide what is your wellness plan. So we'll talk about meditations. We'll talk about the type that works best for you, um, how to get it in, how to prioritize your time so that you get the meditation in. Um, it doesn't have to be an hour in one sitting. You know, you can break it up in, in different periods and you can have different focuses as long as you do it. Because again, it helps quiet the mind. It helps bring balance. It helps relieve stress and promote, you know, health. So, yeah, that's what, you know, I do as far as teaching and giving sessions. I love labyrinths. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes. And there, I did not realize how plentiful they are. There is a website that you can go to and you type in your zip code and it tells you where there's a labyrinth near you. Really? Mm, yes, yes. And I didn't realize how many I live. You know, a lot of them are at churches, but again, they're open to anybody. We have one that's, <clears throat> excuse me, near us. That is, it's a non-denominal, you know, building because we have some people that don't want to go on a church grounds and just beautiful energy, the ability to walk through the path, you know, set your intention, you know, leave it there and then come back and, you know, you shed the thing that no longer serves you. They're amazing. A great way to walk your meditation. Yeah. I love walking meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. You mentioned um, pen, pendulums several times and um, using them. Can you speak a little bit about um, the purpose of pendulums and what information you get out of them? Um, I use my pendulum to help me tap into energy or tap into my higher knowing. I had a student that used to call me up. Can you ask your pendulum assistant? I'm like, it's not magic. <laughs> it's used to tap into your own higher knowing. So you program your pendulum to help you get responses. You ask it yes or no questions. I use it for really knowing whether there's a problem with the chakras, if I'm on the right track. Um, I had to reprogram mine. So that's like really important mine was opposite the universal way of using program um, a pendulum but again it helps you tap into energy it taps into your higher knowing um some of the things that i like again a yes or no question is this chakra balance is there something i need to know <clears throat> it responds to me am i on the right, right track so like I said, yes or no questions. I don't use the chart. I know a lot of people do. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so people use it for different things. For me, I pretty much use it to tap into the chakras of my clients. I'm not one to go in and really ask a whole lot of questions. I've had some people use, like I have really bad allergies. So that's what you're probably hearing right now. And they'll help me like, am I supposed to eat something? Because mine are food allergies. And the pendulum will say yes or no. Am I in um, a safe place is, am I supposed to go on this date? Or, you know, you can ask the pendulum again, it is tapping into what you already know, your higher knowing, and you'll get that energy um, to give you the answer. Mm -hmm. So depending on the way the pendulum swings, that tells you what the answer is. Right, and you program it beforehand. So you take your pendulum and you give it um, a, 
true yes and a true no. So you might say, um, my name is Daphne. And then you start to swing it in the direction that's the universal yes, so that you're programming it. And then you say, my name is Daffy Duck. And then you start to swing it in the opposite direction. That would be the universal no. So now you've programmed it. And again, it helps you, you know, ask those yes or no questions, but you do have to program it. Just one time, or do you have to use a series of questions to get it programmed? I use, I give it a yes, I give it a no, and then I test it. So I'll test it to see if it's programmed correctly. So once I've programmed it, I'll go back and give it one that I know is true and see if it swings back and forth. And again, you know, some people hold it from like the long uh, tail of the pendulum. Some people like drape it over. Some, they say not to use your middle finger because that has a pulse in it and you don't want to give it a false energy. So you drape it over and you let it swing on your own and you make sure that you're not trying to influence it. You can use your mind and that's one thing that you work with it is like you teach it how to stop with you just saying no. Or, you know, you ask the question and you allow it to start moving for you. So you don't want to falsely influence the crystal. Mm -hmm. And then each time that you do it, you clean off the energy and then you go to your next question. Some people you like to use metal. Some people like to use crystal. Some people like to use wood, like cherry wood, walnut. So it's a preference for, you know, using it for crystals. For me, I'm going to use a crystal one, and it depends on what I want to focus on. So probably my main one is a clear quartz. Sometimes I use amethyst. Sometimes I use um, red jasper. It just depends on what it is that I'm working with that day. Um, trying to think what else with crystals. Sometimes I love to use my pendulum to I'll put out all my crystals at the beginning of the week. And I will go through each one to see which ones I need to carry on me for the week. So if the, the pendulum moves and tells me yes, that's one I put in my mojo bag. If it tells me no, then I leave it there. Or sometimes it just doesn't respond. And I know that's one that I won't carry on me for the week. I do it every Sunday. Put them in my little mojo bag. My mojo bag goes in my pocketbook, but I know people that keep it all over their body. Um, and it's just a great way to say, okay, this week, these are the crystals that I need to carry with me as I move through the day. Do you recommend everybody have a mojo bag? Right now, I think, again, it's personal. Some people have a sacred space at work, so they don't necessarily have to keep the mojo bag on them. I was... <laughs> I went in to get my car fixed and there was a lady who was sitting at the door and I mean all you know what was going off every time that door swung open. But she sat just so wonderfully calm. And finally I said to her, I said, there's a lot going on, people cussing and everything going back and you just as calm. And she said, come here. And then she showed me, she said, look under my desk. She didn't know I was a crystal therapist. She had crystals all over her desk. So that was her sacred place. And that was how, even in an open forum, she was able to keep her space centered and clear and positive with all the crazy. So having a mojo bag, yeah, it's great. I actually love it. I know people, like I said, that have all over their body. But if you have a traveling sacred space, 
and that's how you do it. You know, you can use it that way. Or if you have somewhere in your, um, your working environment that you can put it up, that's cool. I know nurses, one of them told me that she put selenite behind like the signs in the recovery room or in like paintings. People don't know it's there, but that's how she keeps the space clear. She said, you know, she can't carry stuff on her. You know, she's like, has to be real light, but that's how she kind of protects her space. So it depends on, you know, what it is that you want to do. And that's the beauty of it. It's your own intention. It's what works for you. It's how you want to do it. You know, it's your own personal prescription for yourself. Uh, I vote for the mojo bag. I think the mojo bag is important. Uh, I think that's a really great thing to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like them to sometimes like <clears throat> because they're tumbled and I want something that's not tumbled. It's hard to find really small crystals that haven't been polished to, you know, put in the mojo bag. So, I mean, I, you know, you're speaking to the fire here. I love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I wear them like I have them on. So as opposed to the mojo bag, I wear them. So, and depending on what it is that I'm focusing on that week or what I want to manifest or attract or protect myself from, I choose different crystals. So I don't necessarily have it in a mojo bag because I'm wearing it as a piece of jewelry. I have a large amethyst that I normally wear that is um, attached to a clear quartz and tourmaline. And I love it. I, you know, I wear it everywhere. So I, you know, like, again, because of that, I don't necessarily have to have the mojo back on me because it was infused. It, the intention was set. It was, I purchased it at an, a native um, event. So we really went, you know, we're talking about doing a full moon. We had a true um, manifestation of what it is that I wanted. I wanted it for healing. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, what I wear. So different strokes for different folks and different ways of wearing it. <laughs> I, I have been particularly attracted to Tiger's Eye over my life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, beautiful. What do you think about Tiger's Eye? For balance, that's great. You know, it's great with the root chakra. Great for balancing, maintaining balance. I was just reading today, because I was looking at different crystals change into other crystals based on how they're heated. And Tiger's Eye, when it's set at a certain heat, becomes red Tiger's Eye. Mm. So it's oh, yeah. yeah, and that's beautiful. I can't remember what it's for, but like you know, again, tiger's eye is just a nice, soothing, very balancing crystal. And a lot of people are trying. And sometimes it's used like in the jewelry when you see, you know, you want this um, a chakra bracelet. Sometimes that's the one that's used instead of red jasper. Mm. So just make sure you're charging it. <laughs> when you're wearing it, you know, every once in a while go through and charge it, um, you know, to keep it, you know, the frequency up, but yeah. So what's your favorite? Oh, I don't know that I have a favorite one. Okay. I have crystals around me. I wear them like when I, and I make jewelry that with crystal beads. Nice. So um, I would say amethyst and rose quartz are regular like I always have some of that somewhere but mm -hmm. over the years I've been attracted to um um oh different there's been so many it's like when in in different 
times of my life, I'm going to be attracted to different. So it's been citrine. There's been, um, oh, I wish, lapis, lazu. Mm -hmm. um, there are just so many different ones for different times of my life. Right. Yeah. I would definitely say the same. There's some that I'm like, I never liked purple, which is crazy. And I never would say that I was attracted to amethyst until I was given an amethyst by someone that was very, very, very special to me. And I just love it. And then the soothing energy and then the meaning for it. So when we talk about getting rid of addictions, a lot of times people will wear amethyst because they had an addiction to something. A lot of your 12 step programs, they wear it. Um, and it's just such a healing crystal. And then you have crystals that are made out of amethyst um, that are partnered with other crystals that again are very, very healing. Like I like Aerolite 23, which is like 23 different minerals that come together. That's like my new favorite one for the week, right? I'm like you. It depends on what's going on <laughs> at the time. But it's also one that when I go to, I, I like to see how it works because when I go places and I'm sitting, I'll pass my crystal around and I'll see people hold it and they'll like, they're just like their hands will go on the grooves and they're, it's calming to them. And then later on, I'll say, what was that that you passed around? That was so soothing, you know, and they don't even know necessarily what I do, but you know, again, like you said, different ones at different times of your life, depending on what you're going through. Okay. Well, that's good. It's, it's interesting. I'm traveling all over the world. I'm always attracted to crystal shops and I go in and I'm just, it's kind of random. Like, oh, I like this. I like this. So I've collected all kinds of stuff. And even my, I remember my son, he was like five or six and he was so interested in crystals. I even got him a crystal Bible. He would just get his crystals and start studying. He was really attracted to different types of crystals. Um, yeah. And They're I, beautiful energy. Mm -hmm. they, are. Yeah. they are. I have them all over my office and I give them to people at times. Um, same kind of intuitive way. I, I, I haven't had a rhyme or reason for them, so I've learned a lot about what I've been doing <laughs> from talking to you today. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I um <laughs> I was at my therapist, and for some reason I just brought a crystal with me. No idea why. Had never done it before. You know, I'm going to do it today. And I held on to the crystal. It was a rose quartz. It was a rough cut rose quartz, and I kept infusing it, thinking it was for me. And then as I was leaving the session. For some reason, I gave it to him. It was not the plan because I really liked this crystal. Yeah. I'll leave it for you. And he like called me the next day, and he's like, "Did you know? Did you know?" And I'm like, "Did I know what?" He said, "Not two hours after you left, one of my clients who again had problems with wanting to harm himself came in with the family, and like it was a bad situation." He said, I didn't ever see him pick up that crystal. And he went straight to it. And I saw him holding it just the way you did. And I asked him, I said, did, you know, do you know what it is? He said, yes, I know. It's, you know, my sister gave me one, blah, blah, blah. And he said that session, he said they really were able to move forward with mm. getting 
a conversation and, you know, really talking about the situation. He's like, did you know? And I said, no, I had no idea. You know, it's when you pick up something, it's so fleeting. You either listen to your intuition or you just move on. Mm -hmm. And so just to see how, you know, people say, you know, is it really true? Do they really work? To see situations and to get anecdotal, you know, conversations and examples of how it did really helps me continue to use them as part of my practice. Yeah, they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know they do. They do. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, this has been quite enlightening again. Uh, let's have you let folks know how to reach you again. Oh, well, they can always find me on www.midlanticwellnesscenter.com. Um, phone number, everything is on there. And again, I can either teach you how to use Reiki, IET, crystals. I can teach all those things. Um, Meditation. You know, we can help you learn what meditation patterns is good for you. Or I can provide a session. So I would love to have anybody that's interested. They can call. They can get a consult, you know, and ask me more questions. And, you know, if it's something that I can help them with, I would love to share what I know. Well, you're a beautiful spirit. You Absolutely. have quite a lot to offer. And thank you so much. Thank you for your, your gentle way of sharing your wisdom with us. It has been quite enlightening. We love you. Mm-hmm. You're thank definitely you. living in your gift. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, it's been a journey, and I'm learning as the journey continues. And I love meeting people like you that help me move forward. So thank you so much for having me. I would love and can't wait to meet you in person when all this crazy is over. <laughs> yes, thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's another one in the, in the can here. Um, we thank you all for joining us and engaging this conversation and continuing to ask questions. That's what we always end with. Ask more and more questions. Don't settle on an answer. The world is so vast and so large, and there's so many experiences that we can open ourselves up to, to learn and continue to grow as we continue to walk our path of tapping in the spirit. So with that, we will say good night. Continue to take care of yourselves during this tumultuous time. Get you some crystals, find you some peace, and do not allow the drama that is surrounding us to um, overtake you. A glass of wine might help you too. (laughs) (laughs) Not for that one. (laughs) All right. So with that, we're going to sign off and say... Uh, peace and blessings to you all. Yeah, talking about spirit. So in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. And I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.